up everybody so i know this is a very very precarious situation here because we're recording something on the weekend which we haven't done in a very 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 long time um, um but it's two chains i'm here with uh jamal and will and we're going to kind of dive into everything that's kind of been the, the the ramifications after the saudi arabia um crown jewel pay-per-view so i mean we we talked about the pay-per-view itself um, on our Thursday show, you can check that out. But so much more stuff has came up out of it afterwards. Uh, both good and both bad and good, to be honest. But uh, before we get into everything, gentlemen, how you guys doing? Okay. It's been a heck of a weekend. And I feel like uh, this is a very much uh, developing story, I guess we should say. Yeah. It, seems to be, it seems to be growing hair as uh, every hour goes by. Yeah. It would seem, and um, I, I guess let's start out. Let's start out by saying this before we dig into the nitty gritty and all the the dirt that's going around about what exactly happened in Saudi Arabia. Let's preface this first by saying everybody's home, everybody's safe. Yeah. At this point, as we are doing this, everyone's back. Yeah. But how exactly we got to this point and what exactly happened in the last few days. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of uh, swirling different versions of things, so to right. speak, that we're going to get into. Right. So, But everybody's home. <laughs> right. So, so, so for starters, for me, um, I, didn't, I didn't take this as a big concern. Um, when we talked about, and you can listen to the last episode, because we're not going to get too much into this. We knew that um, booking was going to be... Uh, a priority because we knew they had to be back for SmackDown on Friday, which is new since Friday SmackDowns, you know, just happened over this month. So we knew Saudi Arabia was going to be Thursday and they were going to get right on the jet. And they said they had dedicated transportation ready for them um, immediately after the show to get on a 14 hour flight back to Buffalo, New York to make SmackDown. Um, so it is what it is. Then I heard there were some delays. So I'm like, okay, no problem. But the more interesting part about this is that I'm like, okay. SmackDown's going to obviously have uh, the the women roster still available, um, and you know, you know, um, and and then the stuff started coming out on Twitter about okay, NST is going to come save the day, and it's cool because I'm thinking like okay, this is a great way to get you to get the NXT um, acclimated with the SmackDown uh, audience, and also be a legitimate contender as they just announced they were going to be part of Survivor Series. So it, it's cool. And, you know, me and Jamal, we we, we really, to, to kind of change the tone just a little bit here, we we joked about it. We was like, yo, the, the um, who, uh, who was we blaming? The, um, not conductor. Whatever the delay was, who, it was a specific. Uh, it was uh, a, well, so basically, um, you know, Boeing, uh, because they make 747 planes. So we got to thank, you know, Boeing for giving us the smackdown that we all, uh, that we didn't know we needed. 
Um, <laughs> in a similar way that 2017 Six Man of the Year, Byron Manajiris came through in a big, big way yes. for TLC. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. And so we're, like one room, one, we're like one year removed from all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from the viral meningitis show that's true <laughs> right yeah and, and and jokingly so that yeah we legit got one of the best smackdowns um period not just the move to fox but the smackdowns period um as we we've we seen you know as we say all the time some of these talent that we've seen work all over the world that we know is world-renowned talent that we know that you know put them on the main roster and watch what they can do and sure enough they they got their opportunity we got hell of a great matches um, a lot of people got a good pop and so forth. So it was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed SmackDown, period. Um, and but that wasn't the end of the story. <laughs> that just was just a that was just the positives of it. So uh, so for starters for me and everybody just jumping in with your points. When I heard like certain talent got stuck and the other talent made it back, okay, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I kind of expect that. They had some flight issues, whatever it may be. Of course, Vince McMahon is getting up out of there. Triple H is getting up out of there. All, you know, all their tier A people are definitely gone. Uh, where I've seen some of the stories, some of the story being spent that Vince McMahon left everyone else and he got back. And and they tried to make it seem like it was like some type of, I don't know, like like it was some type of like bailout or some sort. But then I started seeing like there was apparently a, the deal went bad and um, there was some disagreement in the financials of it. And, and it just was a lot. And I didn't know what to really make of it being legit. It was just really being super speculative. So I figured let's just talk about this all um, and let's all try to see what we can like what, what all we can get from all this. So that's that's pretty much my gist of what all the news has been going on. But like Will said in the beginning, there was a legitimate concern because a lot of the talent was stuck for hours, basically held hostage and um, and wasn't quite wasn't quite sure why the word there was again. Rumors of it being something with the money being exchanged, and they saying that the Saudi family was like, "No, they're not leaving." So I don't know. I don't know. That's that's just what I got. But what, what about you all? Well, I'm well, well, you go first. You go first. No, I'll come. <clears throat> well, here's the thing that, that these are the questions that I have. Uh, number one, if it was a mechanical issue, well, what was that issue? Uh, Boeing, who makes 747s, um, and Atlas Air Charter is a company that charters 747s. So that's the type of plane that they would use to take them out of the country. So what was the issue? Because Boeing has, you know, a good number of their fleet being uh, grounded uh, and pending investigations because of the shenanigans with the uh, flight system, flight control. So, well, Boeing, it is what it is. Um, so that's my first question. Let's assume that it's not uh, a, mechan- a plane issue. Because some reports of, of wrestlers on Twitter saying, like, well, it's a plane issue, but why are the military police here? I mean, they could have just left the airport and, you know, entered the country again and uh, checked back in through customs and just came back later. But it seems that they were just they were stuck at the airport. So if they had not boarded their plane and they were stuck in the terminal, why wouldn't they just leave and see the city or whatever they wanted to do before the plane um if they knew that it has a certain amount of time on the ground. Uh, that's my second question. Uh, the third question, we know that Vince left on his own plane. We know that Tyson Fury uh, uh, left on his own plane. Uh, Ric Flair, Jimmy Hart, Hulk Hogan, they pieced out as well. So 
if that's the case, um, and then the rest of most of the bulk of the talent left on a chartered flight, um, okay, fine. Was that chartered flight, you know, supposed to get them back into New York, I would presume, um, or were they going to just fly into Buffalo? Um, what's the flight number? <laughs> you know, it's like stuff like that. I mean, that these are things, obviously, we're not going to know that, but these are things that, like, from just a general aviation standpoint, I kind of want to know the logistics of what was supposed to happen and, and then why it didn't happen. Now, on the other side, there is, you know, WWE is being owed money. They actually pulled Crown Jewel um, pay-per-view for in, in the country and aired it on tape delay, which pissed off the royal family, who said, okay, well, I mean, if y'all want to do that, y'all can't leave the country. So... That's the speculation that obviously we don't know. And we, there is an elephant in the room as, as it resorts uh, into the Saudi royal family and their treatment of people and stuff like that. Um, I think there's just too much that we really don't know. And it would be in the WWE's best interest to, uh, you know, kind of like not completely stop, you know, kick the Arabian hornet's nest. Uh, with that said, the biggest question, this is the elephant in the room. SmackDown had its best show. If not ever, then top five of ever. What do they do next week? Do they continue with the plan that they originally have? Which apparently the the main event was supposed to be Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin for reasons. Or do they continue this invasion angle as NXT has very publicly thrown down the gauntlet in what everyone agrees is SmackDown's best show. It's the best wrestling show of the week. Might be damned what anybody else has done on TV. SmackDown had the best wrestling show of the week by far, bar none. Do they continue that next week? So I have obviously more questions than answers, but uh, Will, you go ahead, man. You was going to say something? Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's there's a lot of, as you kind of just alluded to, there's a lot of pieces to this story. And there's some, I guess, statements that have been publicly made and then other things that have been alluded to. And it's we're kind of in a situation right now of, of trying to differentiate fact from possible fiction or, you know, navigating our way through all the multitude of information that's put out there. As far as stuff that we do know. So WWE put out a statement on Friday before SmackDown, once the word got out that this travel, you know, that there were definitely travel issues. And by, I guess by the point that they knew that the majority of the roster was not going to make it back in time for the SmackDown uh, live show in Buffalo on Friday night. That would be on Fox. So in the statement WWE put out, this is how they described things in their in their own words. It says, the WWE roster is delayed in its return from uh, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, following a historic performance of yesterday's record-breaking WWE Crown Jewel event. More than 175 superstars, production crew, and employees boarded a 747 charter flight back to the United States on Thursday. After the door closed due to several aircraft problems, including mechanical issues, all passengers sat on the tarmac for more than six hours. With SmackDown set to emanate live from Buffalo, several superstars felt so strongly that they arranged for their own separate charter in order to make it back to the U.S. for the show. That goes on to say, due to unforeseen issues, that charter will not land until after the live broadcast on Fox. So at that point, this is, I guess, when they had to publicly say something because they knew people weren't going to make it back in time. The way that statement's worded is really interesting because they're wording it that Everyone was supposed to be on this first flight, but then certain people decided, now we're going to head out on our own and get ourselves home. 
They're not saying that they had other flights scheduled. The way that reads to me is everyone was originally on this flight that got delayed. So that's the big question is like, how many people were people ever on a separate flight? Was it always everyone was traveling together? I mean, we, we know that all like you were saying, Flair got out, Hogan got out, Vince, of course, got out, Brock got out, uh, Roman Reigns got out. Like the big, they've, I think there's been alluded to about 20 names that got out on that first flight. So if they weren't all scheduled, if they were all scheduled to be on the other one and somehow got another flight, I guess my question is, how'd that go down? Is that, of course, really what the original plan was? Were they all on the other flight or not? That's the whole thing. Do we accept this statement from WWE at face value? That, well, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. It's it. <laughs> I the way this whole. I think there's enough doubt here that it's like, can we really buy this statement as legitimate? And depending where you fall on the spectrum on that, that kind of opens up more questions. Mm. So, so there's that. That we have that statement. From right. WWE to, to, to go off of, um, yeah. I, again, like this is why I wanted to put this this little show together because I am literally left with like minimum words with the scenario because like yeah, I I do I definitely do not take that 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 statement um, is is holding much weight for me. And also too, I was going to say too, I, I felt like WWE social media um social media uh, posts were a little bit off too because i've never seen them give updates about a situation that has so much speculation around it and they were like saying like oh they're finally on the way they're finally home here are statements from all of the superstars Mm -hmm. uh return home i just thought it was really like propaganda ish you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but at the same time too a lot of them are also saying the ones that they didn't post were like hey I'll, i'll never do it again can't pay me to go back um and, and so on and i mean we're talking about the checks that you know we knew that the saudi family was cutting well so for a lot of people saying like forget this blood money the situation was so bad i'll never do it again i mean that really really like made my eyebrows uh, like arch a little more like uh, this there's definitely something more that we don't know about here and it really does make me feel like it felt like a hostile situation with them where they probably wasn't getting answers and they was probably told they weren't going to leave until everything was all sorted out and you know for i'll say for a sense of them having a lot of celebrity and being able to really probably travel and everything with ease with like minimum with uh, with with, with uh, minimum type of complications, this probably put them way out of their comfort zone. Considering that now they they're in another country, no control, and something's happening that none of them know anything about. And apparently, it's all over money, which is the worst thing that you can have a situation about. Not only just that, but you're dealing with blood money too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is I don't know, man. Don't well, know. And, and as you were just mentioning about the talent themselves making statements, let's go back to Friday afternoon, pretty much when that statement came out from WWE, as they were saying, okay, people are left behind, some people are coming back, they're not going to make it. While all that was going on, you had talent beginning to put out statements themselves while they were over there. And one of the most cryptic ones that blew up that afternoon, 2.11 p.m. November 1st, Rusev, on his darn Twitter account, puts up, at this point in time, we need all the prayers, brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that don't put some chills down your spine, just all he said. Well, I mean, to be fair... 
is that is that hyperbole? Is that an overstatement? I mean, I, I don't know about you, Will, uh, or you, know, you too, James, but I've traveled overseas. You know, I've been in mercy at, uh, at the air traffic controller's discretion. Mm-hmm. You know, traveling can be the most fun thing in the world, and it can also be a nightmare. Yes, it can. Um, it could mean nothing, so, and it could mean everything. It can right. be anywhere on this. Right. So, and, and as much as they travel, you know, 300 shows a year or something insane like that, you know, they just came from Australia. They just went to Singapore. They, you know, they do a Japan show every July. They've done this, the Saudi show, you know, three times, three or four times already. This may be the fourth. Um, so traveling for them, spanning the world, is not an issue. So I wonder what made, on the ground, as much as they travel and have breakdowns and everything that could possibly go wrong, if you travel that much, something's going to go wrong. What makes this different? Exactly. And that's that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. That's the one thing that we may not know until much later on, mm-hmm. is that what makes this feel so much different where you're actually you're actually reaching out on, on Twitter or on, on social media in general, um, asking for you know thoughts and prayers and stuff like that. Uh, Carl Anderson's yeah. wife, uh, his hot Asian wife, uh, tweeted out, uh, hell no, you can't go back. Because Carl Anderson <laughs> said, I'm not going back unless I get a, um, a new swimming pool uh, for a house. I'm like, well, no, we need another house. because. But it's, even still, it's not worth it because I'd rather not worry you know, all day and all night to know if you're okay. So something, it does seem a little bit fishy than like, you know, Southwest losing your bags. Mm-hmm. But, but still, it is airline travel, which is only as good as, you know, as when it works. When it works, it either works great or you're stuck in Birmingham for eight hours. Okay. So, so th- 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 let me ask you guys something, Rook. I think the one thing we kind of really haven't really, really touched is just what and I really do not understand it. So explain to me what is it that they're saying that WWE received missing millions during Crown yeah. Jewels paper? What does that mean? Yeah, let me flush. I'll flush that out. Okay, so the rumor that why well, it's not it's not so much a rumor. There's some fire to this story in the SEC filings for the company since they have to do their quarterly, you know, reports now for the for the state of the company in the quarter two and quarter three filings. Since we just had the quarter three filings, actually the same day last week, last uh, Friday, the quarter mm-hmm. three came out. It was stated that they were owed money for six plus months. For I guess what the last show, the super sh- super showdown I guess would be the last one before that, right. the last Saudi show. So it's been apparently reported that they were owed back money for shows that, that have been part of this deal, and the who how much there there's been speculation or I guess reports that the it could be literally like we're talking like sixty million dollars that we're talking so big money, yeah. big money. Which I mean. That's been the story about these Saudi shows from the beginning is that there is very big money involved. And that's why they have been moving heaven and earth to do these shows, because it's literally like WrestleMania level money that they are getting from this prince. So if they were owed $60 million, the question becomes you're heading over there for this next show. And someone already owes you $60 million and you're going over there to do another show I can see how that would put things in a uh, odd situation for when you're showing up. So my question would be, I would just kind of think, okay, probably some 
promises were made or if things like, okay, you, you show up, we're going to pay, we're going to, you know, square up our account to get the next show in the uh, series to get Crown Jewel. So mm-hmm. that's the speculation. If they were back owed money and they got there, how does that transaction go? How does that, you know, is everything cool with the Saudis as far as, you know, are they happy with the product they're getting? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, willing to still pay that much? Who knows? I mean, that, that's... Well, that, it, it, I, I would assume that they are, considering that the show was taped delayed uh, at least an hour um, right. on NBC Sport, which is the local network that it would be broadcast on in the Middle East. And right. a lot of people in the Middle East, Middle East and Twitter was like, hey, what's the show? Yeah. Because and, it happened at 7 and it's 8 o'clock right. now. And the reports of that that are going around, one of the interesting reports, um, Hugo Savinovich from the uh, WWE Spanish announce team, okay? He works for AAA now. Right. Formerly of the Spanish announce team. Um, he's posted something online that he, he was in touch with people over there. His, his wife, unfortunately, just passed away. And I guess he's been in the business forever, so people were reaching out to him. And there's a video on YouTube that's up of him talking about, I guess, conversations he had this weekend with people in the company. Before I get into this, I would just want to say that, like, I don't see any reason for Hugo to have reason to, like, embellish or, like, gain anything from this, being he's not there. And he's, you know, he's got he's got a lot. Obviously, his wife's passed away. He's got a lot going on. So I don't really see a reason for him to kind of you know, have an ax to grind or like be able to, you know, wh- why would he want to make anything up about what he's supposedly been told? Yeah. He's claiming that he was told from people there that there was the situation with the money and that Vince and the Prince had, you know, a disagreement or just, you know, maybe it was just getting the money exchanged. And what he's putting forth is that Vince delayed the live broadcast of the show to force the hand to get the payment. And that was the idea. And he's like, well, you know, we're supposed to be live, but I haven't got my $60 million in back money yet. Hey, don't send that signal up yet. I want my mm. money. Once mm. I get, once that money hits my account, then you get your live show. Mm. So that, that's what he was putting out there. And then of course, then the situation would become, okay, if Vince did that, how, you know, okay. If the Saudis paid and they got the, we got some money, fine. But, you step on somebody's toes. Did that lead to uh, stuff happening later with these flights? Was there, you know, a message sent on the back end with the rest of everybody leaving? That, that's what? speculation. Is this whole money exchange what led to suddenly, oh, these uh, flights aren't going to get out of here quite as easily as you would like? Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but in Saudi Arabia, people definitely get targeted for less. And you talk about... Mm-hmm. You talk about the jeopardy and the integrity of someone's presentation and, and, and entertainment. Hmm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. So, okay. So, uh, unless you got anything else to talk about this, I just want to ask a few other questions. Um, do you think this puts the, je- the deal in jeopardy? Is there some type of continuously plan? A continue, continuously plan. Mm-hmm. I can't even talk. Uh, for the next time that they do it, uh, and, and 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 or what is the smart play here by WWE? Well, it, it probably come. Well, it comes down to this: how, how much validity is there to these, you know, stories we hear going around? If I would think, you know, there's definitely a lot of people talking, and how much more we're going to find out in the next couple of days? Well, will more 
fire come from this smoke where we'll find out, oh, damn, there really is some heat to this. Is this, you know, th- there's been talk that, like you say, you mentioned Carl Anderson's wife earlier, is like, was the roster used as kind of, you know, pawns in a pissing match between a Saudi prince and a billionaire? And it just I, that kind of comes down to if there's bad, I mean, if, if that's the case, I can see where hell, if you're Curtis Axel, if you're like, you know, tons of people on this roster, like this ain't worth the headache. This ain't worth your damn life mm-hmm. <laughs> to be stuck over in a foreign country, especially if your boss gets the hell out of there and leaves you behind. Hell no. I ain't playing that <laughs> game. I mean, you talk, you talk about a situation where some people might uh, revolt. This is the kind of stuff that would make that happen. But it goes back to is, is the stories going around true? Now, on the flip side of that, let's talk about AJ Styles. Let's talk about AJ Styles apparently did a uh, a live stream tonight from what I'm hearing on a where let me find this figure here. Yeah, he has a Mixler live stream now that he's back in the States and AJ presented a very uh, different version of events. So AJ had to say there was an unspecified issue with the plane and they were originally not allowed to board something to do with the paperwork. They called for a refueling service, but the servicemen, they were told, had already gone home for the evening, and so there was no one there to to get the plane set up for them once they were finally cleared for takeoff. By the time this was sorted out, the pilots then were no longer cleared to fly because their shift had timed out. Now, these are all, okay, this is true air travel things. I've definitely had it happen to me before. Yeah, it it could happen. It could happen. So they were asked to find a hotel and wait for the next flight. AJ claims there were no guns or anything crazy like a hostage situation. He says his wife called him worried about the rumors. And there's definitely, you know, people were worried about stuff. Then claims once they got on the second flight home, one of the pilots sat with them in the cabin and explained there was some kind of service issue. He's not sure what happened with Vince and the Royal Prince. It's not his job to speculate. So AJ's not going to say nothing about that, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just finishes up saying he, he just wants to go to work and do the best job he can. Mm-hmm. AJ sounds like a very good soldier there. Mm-hmm. Definitely a different story than his uh, buddy Carl Anderson and Carl <laughs> Anderson's wife is giving. So, I mean, it comes down to it, the guys who were there on the ground. Who knows what they were told? That's all very viable stuff they could have been told. But like going back to the WWE statement, is it the truth? Is it what was really going on? There's no way for us to know. So it comes down well, to you know, what do you personally take from you know what what we know of this situation yeah but that's kind of like what makes it interesting about you know leaving the country there's a difference between you as a person can't leave the country because of whatever issue versus your plane's messed up okay cool cancel the ticket i'll call delta and figure it out i mean that that's you see how that's not the same thing and i'm not and obviously we don't know the financials of each and every person uh and who's over there and what they could have done at the last minute and, and stuff and things. But if I'm going to get home, I'd break the bank to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> or I mean, like, and, and it's not even, and hell, not even home. I mean, if I can just get out of Saudi Arabia to exactly. London, to the Netherlands, to Italy, yeah. where I can, you know, you may, then maybe I can, you know, negotiate with a travel agent or something. But if, if I need to be out, then I'm going to do what I need to do to be out. So mm-hmm. there's a difference between a customs issue and a plane, you know, management issue. And there's also the sense of urgency 
that the folks on the ground that were stuck there, like uh, Heath Slater, like um, uh, Bray Wyatt, not necessarily Bray Wyatt, um, Rusev. Yeah, you know, those guys were like, yeah, we can't. Um, the, the, uh, the Street Profits. Uh, Montez Forrest, you know, he's tweeting out like, you know, thoughts and prayers, everybody. Um, I mean, th- th- there's a sense of urgency behind a lot of the pictures that we're seeing out there that just comes from, well, hour 22 of the, of the longest layover ever here in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Great country, great airport. I'm sleeping by the Cinnabon tonight. That's very different than, Lord, please, American Jesus, let me live this goddamn place. I'm tired of seeing yeah. all this dirt camels. Yeah, uh, I yeah. need to go back home. Yeah, but at the same time, too, like, it, it is still a sense of, like, um, not branding, but it, it is still a sense of, like, responsibility on the things you tweet. Um, so, you know, trying to send, like, a subliminal message to, like, throw some smoke. I think Rusev, I think Rusev handled it the way to even to speculate either way. I'm fine with the tweet instead of it being completely overboard. Because I could just only imagine how much of the speculation they're thinking they're being told and all other sorts of that stuff. So like I, I you know, I, I, I think his I think from his tweet, um, I, I think it was just a, a safe measures of like, hey, something's kinda going on. Not sure if it's bad or good, but still this prey. And now we're ready to get home. So right. I don't know. And then the brother thing, obviously Team Hogan won. So then it's like, well, do I take it serious? Because you're still kind of putting over Hogan right now in this situation. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, meanwhile, Hogan's gone. <laughs> so right. I, I don't know. Well, that, that's kind of what it kept getting getting to me. While, while Saturday went on and like we were waiting to hear if they got out of there. What I kept going back to in my head was that, you know, if one plane did get out of there, it's like. With the amount of no, no, if three pocket, planes got yeah, I mean, with the my whole thing I have going back to is like with the amount of deep pockets involved yeah, that's in my, this situation. That's me. You're telling me they there was got no backup plan. Yeah, it's like what? the money's there to move heaven and earth, unless someone isn't going to let you move heaven and earth. You know, that's that's. I don't know. I had a lot of people they mentioned they're like, "There's no way anything happened. That's just it's you're, it's fake news. It, you know, nothing could have. There, it'd be this would be in the mainstream news if something happened. If they were actually being held there against their will, we'd know about it. And you know, it's I don't know. I I look at it like this. What I kept thinking tonight was, you have a 74 year old billionaire in Vince McMahon, and you have a Saudi prince. If Vince McMahon was owed a rumored $60 million at his age and with his connections. And by his connections, I mean the damn president of the United States. I don't think it's in the realm of like impossibility to think that he'd go over there and be like, I want my money. Or do you want an international incident? I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility being Vince is an old dude. And it's a lot of money and he's very well connected. Mm-hmm. So he's got, you know, he kind of had some leverage in his pocket. Would he be willing to step on some toes? I don't, I don't think that's necessarily something he wouldn't do. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, again, I, I, I wanted to have this discussion so we can try to get ahead of uh, our regular Thursday hour episode and, and kind of bring some clarity to this situation. <laughs> and it's extremely like it's time sensitive as well too because I think more and more stuff is just gonna. 
going to come out and so forth. But I definitely want to make sure, like I said, get ahead of this and get some of this talk out for now. So yeah, by um, Thursday, we might know a whole heck of a lot more. Or yeah. We might just still be sitting here with just what happened. Yeah, what I can say this. We just don't know. You know. I can say this is a lot of there's a lot of people involved and somebody's not going to be so tight sealed on with their lips as far as what happened. More and more information. The, the, the information eventually always gets out, well, especially well, when you. And hey, look at it this way. If they don't go back, that's we, we know. <laughs> yes, you know. we that know. That tells you everything you <laughs> need to know, man. You know? <laughs> we know. We know. You know what's, you know what's kind of weird about it? I was just watching um, Crown Jewel again because I missed part of it uh, because of uh, work, <laughs> like most people in the middle of the day. Uh, it is very leery going back watching it, considering all the stuff that they're promoting about uh, <laughs> what they're trying to bring in, uh, like a lot of the different programs and stuff that they're trying to do in Saudi Arabia as far as trying to bring more more uh, tourists over and so forth. And it's just like, and then that plane incident happens. So uh, WWE, yeah, that seems kind of ass backwards there considering all this that's happening. So, But anyway, yes, t- check us out Thursday. We'll be, we'll be back for our weekly episode as well. Just wanted to get a quick little weekend episode in right now on this topic as well. So, um, I got again Thursday. Tune in full hour along with other stuff to talk about as well. So thank you for listening to that, and we'll catch you then.